Welcome to the Secrets of Confident Women podcast, where you'll learn all the best tips, tricks, and practical techniques for building the confidence levels you've always wanted. With inspiring interviews, real-life examples, and game-changing insights, this podcast is for women who know that mastering the skill of confidence is one of the most important things they'll ever do. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Secrets of Confident Women. My name is Jodie Bruce-Clark, and together with my business partner, Anastasia Adams, we run Rise Women, which is a business dedicated to helping women learn practical confidence-building techniques so that they can increase their confidence and do the amazing things they want to do in their lives. So today is very exciting because I'm interviewing our very first celebrity guest, the amazing and incredibly confident Shelley Horton. Now, Shelley's high school guidance counsellor said she was too opinionated and talked too much and she should really tone that down. But rather than take his advice, she turned it into a job description. Shelley is a journalist, a TV presenter, MC, and runs her own company, Shellshocked Media, where she teaches presentation skills, improving confidence, media training, and how to nail the virtual meeting, which is something we all need at the moment in this day and age. <laughs> and basically, she helps people find their inner Beyonce. Now, if you're in Australia, you've probably seen Shelley delivering opinion segments on Channel 9 or as the host of Nine Honeys, He Said, She Said or on the Married at First Sight's spin-off chat show, Talking Married or you may have heard her on the controversial yet hit international medical podcast for Audible called Things You Can't Talk About on TV, co-hosting with the other confident, amazing woman, Ginny Mansberg. Now, I've personally watched Shelley many times on TV, but I was also, I've seen her also in person when she was the MC at the Business Chicks Sydney event, Nine to Thrive, where she was up on stage bringing glamour, fun and humour <laughs> to a room full of hundreds of businesswomen. Now, when we were looking to approach who we thought were confident women to be on the podcast, Shelley Horton immediately sprung to mind because she just oozes confidence. And I know that her expertise around presentation skills training would be of huge benefit to so many of our listeners. So I'm absolutely thrilled to welcome Shelley to the podcast today. Oh, Jody, that was one hell of an introduction. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. You're welcome. I've got to say I'm a little bit nervous. This is like my oh. first. You're like in the big time. It's thrill, thrilling to have you here. And thank you for, for um, accepting our offer to be on because you are just a confident woman um, that we see on our screens so often. Oh, I am so happy to be here and happy to pass on a few tips so yeah. that other women listening can also you know, get a little bit of that Beyonce in them as well. That's right. That's right. A bit. We all need a little bit Beyonce, no matter what. <laughs> what. No matter what day. <laughs> okay. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Obviously, I've given it a little bit of intro, but a little bit of yourself and your business. Well, you have given most of it away, but yes. basically, I have been a journalist for twenty-five years, and I absolutely love being a journalist because yeah. the scope is so wide. So yeah. I actually started my career as a crime reporter for ABC really? Radio in Melbourne. I know. Oh, my right? goodness. 
It was so exciting. Crime reporter to Nine Honey is like. (laughs) (laughs) I know. There's quite a spectrum there. Yeah. But I was the one out on murder hunts going to crime scenes. I absolutely loved it. Wow. But that's the thing that I love is, I mean, I started there in radio. Then I moved to London and I had my own entertainment show. Then I worked at a newspaper as a gossip columnist of all things. Yes, good. Then I had, you know, 11 years, I think, it was with um, Channel 7 doing stuff on Sunrise and Morning yeah. Show and Weekend yeah. Sunrise. And then jumping on over to Nine, which has been my family for about five years now. So I kind of, I think of my career in sort of silos, if that makes sense, because I used to be an employee up until five years ago. Yeah. But then I bit the bullet and created my own company, Shellshocked Media, with my amazing husband, Darren Robinson. I see him a lot Um, on your Instagram and and Facebook page. I I know. He hates (laughs) it. It's so funny because we are opposites. He is um, very much an introvert. He does camera sound and editing, and he's just a behind-the-scenes guy, and I'm like the show pony at the front. So whenever I make him do selfies, he calls them forces oh, because no. I force him yeah. to do it. <laughs> well, he's oh, smiling and he looks like he's enjoying it. So he's, oh, he's, he's just, yeah, he's <laughs> he's the best. Yeah. Um, and I'm just so lucky because I know a lot of people, the thought of working with their husband makes them kind of shudder. But yeah. because we have such different skills, we work yeah. so well together yeah. and we've got a common goal. So yeah. he... At the moment, is off filming with Channel Nine uh, for Remembrance Day, oh, and right. I think tomorrow he's off filming with Celebrity Apprentice. So, like, I mean, we are we have our own company, but yes. we still do some of our own things as yeah. well. So, I've got you know my Nine Honey and my yeah. Channel Nine stuff that's just for me. Yeah, and then as you said, yeah, uh, MCing is probably my favorite thing to do, oh, and it has been horrific with COVID yes. because I've had to do the P word and pivot. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, on virtual, it's not the same. It's just not the it's same. Not... And I miss people. I know. And I am such a hugger. And yeah. the fact that we have to socially distance and yeah. I can't hug people is, I'm like it's a sunflower lonely, isn't it? it feels it's really, horrible. It feels really lonely. I know. I'm like, it's shown the real extroverts out there. Yeah. Whereas my husband's like, this is my pandemic. Yes. People hug good. each other too much. Yeah. I don't want to be close. I'm yeah. like, oh, my God. Yeah. Once, you know, we get a vaccine, don't be surprised. If, you know, if I run into you, I may lick your face. <laughs> <That's> but <right. laughs> it will be highly inappropriate how much I'm going to touch people. I know. It's been, and actually, it was funny. I was watching a show the other day and they were hugging on that. And I sort of went, oh, you can't do that. Like, it was really, I know, isn't we've that sort funny? of got into this new space. But I, yeah, I totally understand with the, um, obviously, I haven't done any presentations in front of live audiences before since March and it is such you know I've done a few zoom type things but it's such you don't get the energy I don't, get, don't the get adrenaline any, hit I don't no, get any it's of not that. the same it's not and you can't even because when you are doing things via, via zoom you need to be looking down the camera lens not yes. at people's faces so you're you're not even reading body language no. or anything like that no. but there have been some, um, you know, I always try and look for silver linings. Yeah. And one, like part of our um, company, another one of the silos is our media training and presentation training. Yeah. And I've always done that in person. But obviously because of COVID, we had to yes. learn how to do it via Zoom. And my husband had to learn how we could 
record the mock interviews and watch them back because, you know, Zoom yes. doesn't particularly want you recording things and doing it on the spot. No, no. Um, but that means now that we've got clients from all around Australia yes. who may not have been able to afford to fly down to Sydney and yep. stuff like that. So I can't like this. There's yep. part of me that's sort of just going, well, we were forced to adapt. Yeah. And it's, you know, one of my mottos is adapt or die because yes. it's honestly, <laughs> yes. that's the way you've got to live when you're working, particularly in the media. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we've done that. And then the other thing we did is, as you mentioned, the online course, Making Virtual Meetings Work. So mm. that is a little bit of a funny story. Not funny because it actually involved me crying a lot. <laughs> but <it> was... <laughs> We love honestly on this podcast, Shelley, so great. Know. We love to know that even those confident upfront the women are dying person, a slow death behind. little bit of confidence was sobbing on the couch yeah. eating Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Um, basically, yeah, so when COVID hit and we went into lockdown, or my calendar was so full that oh. it was actually ridiculous. And yeah. then it emptied yes. in a day. Yeah. And I had months and months of work that I had already done, you know, prep for and everything yeah. just disappear. Yeah. And plus I was scared. Like I was yeah. I was scared of this virus and I I was worried about people dying and yeah. it was it was a really tough time. It was. And it was- so yeah, I fell in a heap and sobbed but then when everyone else was like you know watching Netflix I'm like nah nah they might be okay because they're an employee I run my own business I've got to work out what I can do so we've got all the camera equipment and the lights and everything so basically I'm just like well what have I what skills have I got that people will need now and I'm like learning how to present well is basically applicable to if you're doing a media interview, if you're doing Zoom, or if you're emceeing or, you know, doing any public speaking. Absolutely. So I came up with the idea on how to make virtual meetings work. And I then had a couple of my journo friends who had lost their jobs. So all via email, I'm like, right, I'm going to give you this chapter of research. I need you to yes. do this. Blah, blah, blah. And I just went into full-on yeah. work mode. And then Darren and I filmed it in our lounge room over two weeks and got it up there. And it wasn't like it was a massive money spinner for us, but you know what? It got us moving again. It got us working together as a team. And then what I have found, because, you know, my course is is pretty cheap. It's only 150 bucks or something. Mm. So it's not going to, you know, I'm not going to retire on that. But, you know, but it no Maldives, uh, no Maldives yeah. apartment on that one, Dal. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, right? But what I have found now is some people have done the course and then they've mentioned it to their boss, and now they I'm getting yeah, some bigger gigs yeah. where yeah. it's like, hey, Bendigo Bank wants yeah. you to do your course as a webinar, yeah. and it's for you know 50 people. So, yeah. I I didn't even have that in my mind when I started it, but I kind of think there is something about momentum and not for sure. We know, are always stopping. talking about just get into action, just do something. Yes, move I've listened forward. to just, some of your podcasts. I oh, like it when great. you talk about action. Yes. I like that. Yeah, because yeah. we just there's no such thing as information is the be all and end all because information's available <laughs> everywhere now. It's about 
putting something into into action and just yes. start something one step two steps three steps whatever Absolutely. it might be I yeah. agree and don't you think that that you also just not sitting in the like sitting in front of Netflix I think you know was good for maybe some people but some people it really damaged like some people just went that spiral and it was very hard to get out of and I had some clients that just they couldn't, they just lost that momentum and then it was much harder to get it back again when stuff yeah, started happening agree. or it was like a month and a half, two months later and they're like, oh my goodness, I, I can't keep doing this. What do I do now? And there were so yeah. many sessions I was doing because like just start something, like just get back on, you know, they, they yeah. sort of got flat. I think too because it's not like it was a holiday no. where you're like, I mean, I yeah, deserve this beach. just <laughs> lying around or anything. No, no. It was enforced and yeah. I think a lot of people got paralysed. And I mean, you know, a lot of my friends in Melbourne who were only out of lockdown oh, now, I know, I know. they were having major mental health issues. Yeah. Like they yeah. they were crying most days and yeah. these are strong, confident, yes. wonderful business owners and – I was really worried for them. So it just shows the impact that it does make. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, for goodness sake, I was doing puzzles. Like, really. I'm a <laughs> it was, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm pleased to say I puzzle? didn't do a puzzle. I didn't make sourdough. I didn't make sourdough. I can't cook to save my life. Sorry. So I didn't even go there. <laughs> didn't even want to go there. That was like, I'm like, right, you're doing this puzzle. and then One of my friends started here. making cheese. And I'm oh like, wow, that is just like. That is a step well, too far for To be me. honest with you, the pod, this podcast actually came from COVID as well because we were about to start doing YouTube videos or something else and then right. Anastasia and I couldn't meet obviously for, you know, t- the best part of two months. Yeah. We're both homeschooling. You know, we've both got sort of primary school age children. So that we started this podcast because we thought, well, at least we could – we can record separately. We can record things separately and then, you know um, – so yeah, we had to. Everyone had to sort of think, think new things, and now we're so thrilled that the response to the podcast has been just fabulous. So we're like, okay, well, that was meant to be. <laughs> I know, right? And don't isn't that funny too? Because people are devouring podcasts. Absolutely, now. absolutely. And now for me, like it's rare if I'm walking the dogs or something that I don't oh, have a podcast or no. something that I'm listening yeah, to. Yeah, I've got all the time. That's my morning has to be. I love your little puppies too. They're very similar to my little oh, puppies. Oh, I love them. Okay. I, love them. I know, I know. Anyway, let's keep going. I'm going to get to um, – because sure. otherwise we're going to talk – I just would catch up like we might as well pop a champagne, darling, and just <laughs> we'll be on here for hours. But what does confidence or being a confident woman mean to you? I think it means a lot of things, but the main thing for me is being confident means not being held back. Yeah. Now, that could be held back by other people mm-hmm. or holding yourself back, yeah. which is, I think, a major issue for a lot of women is not being brave enough to actually back yourself yeah. or think that you can do it. So yeah. I think, yeah, I think it, it works in a two-pronged approach there. Yeah. But, yeah, hold, not being held back by others and not holding yourself back for yeah. sure. Absolutely. And we talk about that all the time too, just to, to um, and that, that not being held back by others is, is what you allow as well. Like uh-huh. you, you allow those, those sort of things to, whether it's comparison, whether, you know, you're waiting for, 
you think, or oh, I need more skills. Um, a lot of times we have we work with women that need more. They think they need more education. So they're going back and doing. Yeah. You know, it's like no, no, no. You just <laughs> you just need. What to... is that saying? It's something like. Um, if only women had the confidence of a mediocre middle-aged white yeah. man. You know? <laughs> I haven't heard that, but I love it. It's something yes. like that. I don't think I got it quite yeah. right. But, it's you know, that there are so many studies saying that women will only apply for a job yes. if they've got 100% of the criteria yes. and men will go 30%. Yeah, yeah I got yeah, it. Yeah, no they'll win the rest. I know. We use that stat all the time. And, and it's, yeah, the, the clients I work with are exactly – in that they're waiting they're doing another MBA waiting for the, yeah. <laughs> waiting for the education thing to to happen but anyway well yeah but when uh so when are you the most confident version of yourself Shelley well I think definitely when I'm emceeing on yeah. stage with a big audience yes that's kind of my buzz that's it's can't yeah it's just you can't beat that kind of adrenaline. No. And I think it's funny too because, I mean, I do live TV a couple of times a week and most people would think that would be the biggest adrenaline buzz. But I've been doing it for so long, it's just kind of normal. Yeah. Whereas, and also you kind of don't get that same sort of feedback because it's no. cameras and all that sort of stuff. But yeah. when it's real live people yeah, energy, and you can the energy see in the room if they're and... cheering or yes. if they're bored or whatever yeah. and you can help you know, lift everyone's spirits. I absolutely love it. And and I really, I mean, you have seen me MC, so I, I leave it all on the stage. I just, yes, you do. It is, I give <laughs> everything and I just have so much fun. Yeah. And, you know, the other interesting thing though is because I do, I put a lot of preparation before in beforehand. So like, there's a couple of days of prep. I don't, yes. I don't wing things. I get up there, I perform. I give it everything. I'm on an absolute high and then boom, I need to be by myself. I need to, you know, make sure I have some quiet time and just recharge. It's, yeah. a, it's like it this takes uh, it out of you, doesn't it? roller coaster of yeah. energy yeah. Um, that I absolutely love. But I've learned not to book myself to do things two days in a row because I just won't be able to pick myself up or, you know, that sort of thing. And, and that's taken – time and experience just to acknowledge it's because I leave it all on the stage that Absolutely. and I don't want to change that you know I don't want to no. pull back and conserve energy so it's important I think to learn those things about yourself yeah and I love that you said you prepare well and I talk to clients about this all the yeah. time about the confidence can come from being prepared like I don't like to wing things either I don't want to be an impromptu yeah. to anything I want to be prepared I want to know that I've you know, I know what I'm talking about or giving giving my all, got everything, know who's there, know what the audience is. But, you know, even if it's like for a, a corporate meeting or anything like that, it's like being prepared helps you with that foundation of being confident. And so, it's yeah, it's great to hear that even at your level doing doing the amount of work that you do, you're still so focused on that preparation part of it. 100%. My motto, my life motto is the five P's which is prior preparation prevents piss-poor performance. Yeah. <laughs> and that it. is what I live by. Yes. Whether it is preparing for one of my segments on TV or whether it's preparing for a media training session that I'm doing or preparing to go on stage, I I have always put in the work beforehand. Yeah, and it shows. It does. It shows. When The time I've seen you on MC, you were just spot on for everything. And it was a long – I mean, you were up there – 
hours. It wasn't just a introduced one yeah, speaker type Texas thing. Is, yeah, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> That's of a work, big day. So That's a big day. So it's a big day. They're eight hour days. Yeah, yeah, you could see that the the prep was done, and you that that had you bring the energy for that amount of hours as well. I yeah, and I and I definitely. Um, so I even have a rule for myself, and this is even with all the experience I've got. That if I'm going to do any public speaking, I have to have rehearsed it in front of a mirror three times. Right. But even for an eight-hour day, I have actually rehearsed that three times. Wow. And the reason I do that, even with the experience I've got, is when you've rehearsed it three times, it doesn't matter if there's a technical stuff up. Yes. Because you can kind of run with it. It doesn't matter if... I guess, you know, freezes on stage and, and you've got to scoop them up because you're so well rehearsed that you are not thinking about what am I going to say next. You're thinking about how can I make this whole experience better. Yeah, no, that's really interesting to hear. And that's and again, it's that preparation, which I think yeah. is important for people to get that, you know, people see, oh, you're so confident on stage. It's like, well, it doesn't just fall out of the sky. <laughs> like yeah. it takes the yeah. work, but it's a skill. And as, you know, you've probably heard in the podcast, you've listened, to, we, we're talking about confidence as a skill. It's just not something that yeah. beams down one day or that you missed out of the gene pool. It's like it takes work and preparation, but then it's available to every everybody if it's a skill so you know that's what obviously we're trying to do with this podcast is to help people find those skills to know how they can increase their own their own confidence so awesome okay well you work with many different people in a variety of industries and I'm sure on many different elements of presenting with confidence but what are the reoccurring themes that you see come up for women when it comes to presenting I think it kind of touches in with what you were just saying is is that presenting is a skill. And I think a lot of people just assume because they can speak, it means they can present. <laughs> and it's not. It's, it's not the same. It's not the same. Um, and I, and for most, I mean, they still say that public speaking is one of the top three fears. Yes. I mean, it's fear of falling, fear of public speaking and fear of something else like it's it is up there I think it's worse than a, dying people would rather drop dead it's than, crazy. Than, than speak in crazy. front of people yeah but like you said it it is so therefore I, I kind of think about it like um if I was teaching someone how to present well it'd be the same as if I was teaching them how to run I wouldn't just say sprint in the Olympics yeah it doesn't work that way I yeah. say okay we're going to warm up we're going to practice, we're going to train, we're going to put some time in, we're yeah. going to, you know, speak in front of a mirror, we're going to do all of this stuff. And then you've got your, you know, you've got your confidence building every time you Absolutely. do that. Yeah. And you're just working on that skill. You can learn. It's, it's like, it's as, it's as crazy as saying, you know, just because I pick up a tennis racket, I can play. Yes, you can. So <laughs> when right. it comes to presenting, I think it is a little bit, um, people don't, give it the the thought that it is required and the preparation that is required. So I think my biggest thing is to to when I teach people is to, is to let them know that it's like I'm going, okay, so I'm mm. going to teach you French. Yes. Does that mean after one session that you, you can, speak can then be fluent? <laughs> no. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the tools that yeah. you can now practice in your own time. Yeah. You don't need me after after my, my course. I, it's right. a one-off kind of thing. Yeah. 
So I, I give you the tools that you can then get better and better and better. If you decide to put in the time, you will fly. If you go, oh, I must get to that, but it's at the bottom of my to-do list, you're not going to improve. No. And do you think it's that sort of that, that um, ongoing prep and tr- and rehearsing and things that helps the nerves and that, you know, so many, um, particularly working with a client in Melbourne at the moment who's who's needs to present in front of um, stakeholders in the business and, you know, yeah. present to meet at meetings and things to be able to get the next job. She was, she had gone back to get her next, her MBA and they said, yeah. oh, no, 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 you actually need confidence <laughs> to speak to wow. people. But she, she had a, um, you know, a terrible incident sort of 18 months ago that where she just felt like she'd lost, she'd forgotten everything and she, and she, she was yeah. shaking and that people could see. And this, and it's that, do you think it's that preparation now that, that helps people sort of get over that, oh, I'm just going to shake and forget everything type? Yeah, 100%. Because if you think about it, think back to when you're at high school or university and you had an exam coming up. Mm. Like exams are so stressful. So what do you do? You study and you prepare yourself and you do well. Yeah. If you don't put the work in, you're going to forget things in the exam. You're going to yeah. forget things that you knew, you know, five minutes before you walked in the door yeah. because you haven't prepped yourself. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think it's actually vital and I think that preparation is really underrated. Yeah. And I think a lot of people who say, you know, oh, just uh, fake it till you make it and, and just wing it and you'll be fine. Mm. They probably aren't acknowledging the fact that they've spent 20 years yes. in preparation. Yeah, and they're so the last, them, the last 5%. Their winging it is actually, yeah, <laughs> yeah, just that last little bit. Yeah. So, um, I'm, I mean, I'm so sorry to hear that your friend had that experience. I just, I have had, you know, very similar experiences with my clients mm. where they've been teary or mm. they, you know, like all of that sort of thing. Yeah. I have a bit of a, a routine that I teach everyone to go through, which involves some facial exercises and some breathing techniques and mm-hmm. all of those sort of things, which I still do yes. before I get up on stage. I don't do them before TV, but before I get up on stage, I still do them. And what I have found by having my own little set of preparation um, techniques is it's almost like psychologically, I'm like, I've done my preparation and my breathing. So I've got my armor on. Yes. And it's kind of even if it's even if it is a you know, a placebo effect yeah. of yeah. your brain going, You've gone through the exercises yeah. and we'll be fine. I don't care. No, it works. The routine. So works. therefore do it. Yeah, I've got exactly the same. The hour before even when Anastasia started coming and onto you know, coming to presentations with me, I'm like, listen, the hour before is going to be scary for you. Like, cause I'm in my zone, yeah. I'm getting there and the nerves and the adrenaline starts kicking in. And I just, I, I have the same, I have, I know what that hour, what I need to do that hour before I'm walking onto a stage has to look like yeah. for me to, to be able to not be that bag of nerves or falling apart when I'm walking onto that stage. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, the and same. good on you for telling her that because if she's prepared that you're going to, you're going to look like you know a yeah, crazy person pacing <laughs> back and forward in the green room, yeah. um, that won't make her panic then. No. She's like, oh, that's just so process. Yeah, that's just yeah. You know, she knows that now. She's like, if you got deodorant, that's right, because she knows I spray deodorant yeah. about thirty five times before. It's like. <laughs> 
I'm just like, I'm in my zone now. Here we go. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love it. And like you, look, like you say on the introduction to your confidence course where you do the one-on-one presentation training, many people have trouble expressing themselves and speaking up. So what are your top tips for women who may be experiencing this, whether it's, you know, for a big presentation or just yeah. in meetings and just, you know, being heard with their friends or with their family or with at workplace? There's so yeah. many places we just don't speak up. So I'm going to give you my number one tip and it's a perler because it actually is from my real life. So yeah. I got a job at ABC TV working on George Nigger Tonight, which I was so excited about. Yes. And I'd been doing it for about six weeks or so. And I was in the canteen at ABC. Um, and I think I was it was the year was 2001. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're yeah. going back a little bit. Yes. Yeah. Um, and a woman walked up to me and said, you know, hi, I'm Helen Graswell. I am the executive producer of Australian Story. Now, Australian Story is one of my favorite shows, so I was very excited to meet her. And she said, I just wanted to come and say hello because I absolutely love that ABC has found you and we've got some fresh talent. And, you know, she's like, I'm loving the show, blah, blah, blah. And then she said, have you ever had any presenting training? And I went, um, no. (laughs) And she's like, yeah. Okay. She's like, here's the thing. I can see in your piece of the camera a couple of bad habits that are that are becoming obvious to me and I can fix them. So, and this is dating myself. She yeah. said, bring a VHS of your, oh my of goodness. your piece of the yeah, camera. A VHS. That is hilarious. <laughs> to my house on Saturday afternoon and it'll cost you a bottle of wine and I'll and I will I'll fix help it. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God. Okay. Yeah. So of course. Because yes. I was like early twenties, I was you know went over with my full suit on yeah. and, and the most expensive bottle of wine I could afford, <laughs> which was not very much. Uh, and she was like in jeans and a t-shirt, very yeah. relaxed and quite amused at how yes. you know school prefect I looked. <laughs> but what she did is, oh, I love it. She basically brought me into her lounge room. She put the VHS into the machine press play, and then turn my back to the TV screen. So what I've done is I've adapted this, and I call it the iPhone flip. So what you need to do is, even if it is a difficult conversation you need to have with a colleague, or asking for a pay increase, or giving a presentation at work, or whatever the situation is, record yourself onto your iPhone doing it. Then... Same as turning my back to the TV, you press play on your on your iPhone and you flip it over so the screen's down and you can't see yourself and you just listen. Right. And by taking away the visual, yeah. you can hear if you are actually being clear with your point. Right. You can hear if you're rushing. You can hear if you're not breathing in the right places or if you're using the wrong inflection, mm, you know, anything yes. like that. It should it should be like having a conversation and get the information across really well. Then the second thing is you flip it back over, press play again, and then turn the volume completely down. So you've got no audio and you're just looking at your visual. And that is where you'll see if, you're pretending to be confident, but you look terrified. Yes. (laughs) Or if your eyes are like, keep going up 
into you know to the yeah. right because you're trying to remember you're what to say or you're fidgeting or, you're, or, fidgeting yeah. or you're, you're playing with your hair or yes. anything that's actually not you know helping you get the message across yeah and she great. said to me once you're happy with the audio and happy with the visual then you're a great presenter right and she said i've now given you these tools yeah you can use them for the rest of your career Awesome. You don't need any more time with me. And I was like, oh, my God. So it yeah. wasn't like she continued mentoring no, no. me. Yeah, yeah. But it, it, was, it but that was is something that I That was invaluable to teach. see that. Yeah. Yeah, it is something that I teach to all of the people who come and see me. It's something that I use. A lot of people think, oh, it's narcissistic to watch yourself back. No, it's not. No. It's a great way to learn. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really important way to learn. Yeah. And no one's more critical of themselves than themselves. So, no. you know, you're going to pick it to pieces. Yes. But here's the funny end of the story. I ran into Helen five years later and I'm like, Helen, Shelley Horton, you gave me those tips. I now teach it in my media training. It's helped me so much. It's changed the way I present. Can I buy you dinner? She had no memory of even meeting me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is hilarious. I was um, like, what? But the, so she just said, look. Maybe you I were out of your prefect outfit, darling. She didn't Yeah. <laughs> she didn't recognize you. So she just said, I had always made a promise to myself. If I saw a young journalist who needed a hand, I would offer a hand. Oh, that's and so great. that's just been her yeah. life motto. Yeah, perfect. And so I bought her dinner and then I ended up working for her for five oh, years. So good, it worked good. out really well in yeah. the end. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh. Be everyone, be a Helen. Yes. Be that person. That, be that, that person. Yeah, help someone else out. Absolutely. And that's it. We talk about just the confident change in you will inspire will inspire people around you, will give give them more confidence, will help them Absolutely. be more courageous. Your kids want to, you know, you have to live it and breathe it for the people around you to be sort of doing that as well. It's, it is. It is. It's a flow-on effect. It's not, we say confidence is contagious. you got to have, yeah. you know, you've got to have the right people around you. If you're not confident, go and, you know, be around some confident people because you start learning the behaviours and the speech and what they do and how they approach things um, to get, you know, to get some of some of what they've got. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Now, I talk to women all the time about the importance of preparing their mindsets as much as their content before a presentation, which is what we've what been talking about with the preparation. But what, mm. what do you do to get your head in the game before you step on stage or in front of a camera? Like I mentioned before, I have quite a definite routine that I do. So I have, um, because I did start my career with ABC Radio, I was very lucky that I had quite intense uh, voice training yeah. because ABC was so strict with voice and they were these terrifying old ladies with arthritic knuckles <laughs> who actually had like a one-meter ruler oh, no and way. would slam it on the table beside you if you didn't breathe in the right spot. Oh, my like goodness. it was yeah. terrifying and I cried most times. <laughs> but again, I think that what those voice ladies te taught me was probably more valuable than my journalism degree right. because I use it in every situation now. Yeah. So I have a series of like um, – facial and voice exercises that I do. Mm -hmm. Then I do my breathing exercise mm -hmm. and I hate yoga. 
I'm not a yogi. No. I, don't, I have a monkey mind. I'm very busy. I don't have time <laughs> same, for that. Same. I get competitive in yoga. Yeah. I'm probably going to like same. tear a hamstring if I go to same. yoga, right? Yes, done. <laughs> I've given up yoga but a few times. I've, <laughs> so this, for all um, the reasons above. <laughs> exactly. There's a form of yogic breathing that I do that actually helps activate the parasympathetic nervous system. And the parasympathetic nervous system is the one that calms you. Right, yeah. So um, I do that. And then the other thing I always remind myself is you just need to get the first two minutes right. Yes. And if yep. you get the first two minutes right, yep. then you're, you're everything away. else yes. will flow. And yep. I, I actually made it um, – I don't set New Year's resolutions I kind of come up with a theme and and Mm. I think it was about four or five years ago my theme was two minutes of courage yes and so I'm like if you can be brave for two minutes yeah it doesn't matter if it's another you know 48 minutes that will be easy it's the first two minutes that you just need to nail and by the time I get through my first two minutes on stage I'm flying and yeah. I'm having so much fun. And if so, I'm having fun, everyone else is having fun. Yeah. So I think, yeah, if you just break it down into you just got to get through yes. two minutes, then you'll be fine. Yeah, I do the same. I'm always highly prepared the first two minutes. <laughs> like the first two yeah. minutes is yeah. written down to the – it's like last comma but um, and practised because I feel the same. As soon as you sort of get the flow and get yeah. – you know, it, it gets going and you, you're right after that. And do you have any – do you have any times now where you, where you feel – like you're a bit out of your depth or it's like that the the negative voice starts going oh you can't do this you can't do this do, do you do you try to have oh you got stuff God, to yes. try to control that her that girl that talks to all of us I hate that woman I, know. I mean my <laughs> god the things that she says to me I would never say to another human no, being same yes i've had that and i've had, certainly had times uh, probably more in tv because there's so much pressure in TV yeah. where you're reading auto cue, you're hearing someone in your ear, you're interviewing someone live, you've got, you know, bosses in front of you. Like it is yeah. so much pressure that your brain almost, you know, splits into four pieces. Um, and I, I get teary when I get stressed. And it's not that I'm sad. It's I'm frustrated or I'm angry or I get mad at myself. And I... I actually took myself off to a psychologist and I, I am a big believer in going and getting experts to help you oh, whenever you can. Sure. Yeah. So I probably see a, a psychologist like twice a year. Like it's certainly, I'm not, I don't do a, you know, an hour of therapy every week, but I go when I'm like, okay, I'm not coping with this. How can you help me? And they get, give me some tools. And so one of them um, said to me, which I really loved is when I get those negative uh, you know, it's just it's just negative self talk. Yes, of, of course. Not, you know, you're going to stuff up. Yeah, everyone's going to yeah. think you're too fat. Yeah, you're, you know, blah, you know, <laughs> yes. all of that. Isn't it but, funny how actually like, we think it's our voice, but it says the same thing to all of all the everyone. Like it's all I know. It's the same I conversation know. to all of so us. I love Claire yeah. Bowditch. Um, has done a whole heap of her book and also a podcast about taming the inner critic, mm. and she calls hers Frank. So it's like, <laughs> if off, Frank, yes. I've got time for that, which I love. Yeah. But what um, the psychologist said to me was, imagine you were talking to your best friend in the exact same situation. Oh, yes. 
And so while I was in the green room and cheery and mm. had to go out to do a live show for Talking Married, mm-hmm. I just stopped that negative talk yeah. and just turned it into what I would say to my best friend. And it would be, you've got this. Yeah. Oh, my God, I can't wait to see you shine. Yes. You show them how good you are. Yeah. And, you know, you've been preparing for this for 25 years. Yes. This, you know, this is going to be so You're much ready. fun. You're ready. <laughs> let, your, let your personality come out. You know, like yeah. just imagine turning that critic into a cheerleader. Yes. Yeah. And it's hard to do when yes. you're feeling upset, but yeah. it works. And then the other thing, which is a really good trick that yes. the psychologist taught hear. me, yeah, good. Tell is them if all. you get teary, do maths in your head. Oh. So for me, particularly as a journalist, I cannot do any maths. No. I'm very good at English. <laughs> no maths at all. So for me, I'm like seven times table yeah. is enough for me to have to really concentrate. Right. And because what it does, it takes you into the right-hand side of your brain, which yeah. is analytical, and takes you out of the emotional side. Oh, so that's a great if tip. I start doing maths in my head, yeah. the tears stop. Yes. It's incredible the way it yeah. works. Oh, that's a great tip because it is. It's that sort of distract. You've got to just take your mind to a different place because yep. the spiral down, which we talk about, like once that negative thing starts and if you let it go – too far down it's so hard to, to turn it almost picks up momentum if you keep it unchecked yeah. so, I always believe there's a time and a place and so yeah I'm not one for not crying but I do not want to cry when I've just had my hair and makeup done yeah. and I'm about to go and do live tv <laughs> you know but yes. well, you know I've got to at least be kind to the makeup artist and yes. not ruin her work not really you know? absolutely <laughs> Oh, that's great. No, that's great. They're valuable tips. And I loved it when I know when I saw you speak to on the nine to th- uh, the nine to the business chicks event, nine to thrive. I know that it was so great because I, I think it was Emma Isaacs who was talking and yeah. she was saying how she has self doubt all the time. And you were saying, yes, I of course. like, and it was, I thought I was sitting there thinking it's so great that such, you know, the, the on stage, yeah. amazing women that the rest of us were sitting there being inspired by. I love that when everyone just opens up and go, yeah, me too. Like imposter syndrome. Yeah. All the time. Uh, yeah. Self doubt. Yeah. Me too. Oh yeah. I've got the neck. Cause it just includes everyone and stops everyone thinking that there's something wrong with them, that they're having those thoughts or that they're, you know, that they, those thoughts come up when we just realize and get from, you know, Emma Isaacs, who's running, you know, multi-million dollar amazing companies that she has sent out. And has out. five kids. And her, yeah, yeah, I, know, I think, right? is it five or six now? I think she's, six. she's yeah. I think she, I can't keep yeah, up. Yeah, same, I know. Uh, I think that it's important for women to share that information Absolutely. as well because I think there used to be more of a divide between sort of the haves and have-nots when yeah. it comes to confidence and things like that. Yeah. What I have learned and what I have really made a huge effort to do is to not pretend to be perfect. Yes. You know, my social media, if you go on my social media, you will see red, sweaty, yes, I've gym seen shots them. of I me, love it. Yep. no makeup, yep. all of that sort of stuff because I really hate that compare and despair. Yeah. I, I, and also, and I think this is an important message too, is I don't follow people on Instagram that make me feel insecure. Oh, Shelly, I know. I call it a hate follow. Yes. Like there's, it's a hate follow. And what do you do is you hate yourself. 
because you're comparing yourself to them. But I just find those people are the ones who don't show any vulnerability. They are perfect all of the time. Their pictures are beautiful. Their children don't seem to make any mess. You know, all, <laughs> all of that stuff. And I'm just like, what the hell? Oh, My life is a disaster. Yeah. But yeah. by taking it out of my social media feed and filling it with people who are real and authentic and inspiring, I actually feel uplifted and like I've got this. Yeah, exactly. We've got a section in our course that talks about unsubscribe to the emails that are turning up. Mm. I have it, we do work with a lot of business women that, you know, they, they have these emails turning up going, you can make six figures in six months. No, you can't. Unsubscribe. It's BS, they're trying to sell yes. you something. All this, these things that make you feel like you're not performing or not achieving or not beautiful enough or not skinny enough or whatever, exactly that. Unsubscribe. Take them yep. off your social media. Like why are you, you know, allowing that to be your constant? Every day you wake up and you're looking at these images which are just not true. <laughs> it's not right. I know, right? It's not right. So – Absolutely, because it's such the comparison part is such a big confidence destroyer. Yeah. Um, but we have to be in charge of what we, who we're comparing ourselves to, you know. And I'd much rather yeah. be if I have to compare, which is probably part of being human. I'd much rather be comparing to women that are just being straight and authentic. And yes, look at my, you know, my red face because I'm just out of the gym. And look at this. Yeah. And look at the mess my kids made. And oh my god, my last yeah. course failed dismally but I'm going to keep going anyway that's who I want to be inspired by that's who I want yeah. to be you know playing playing this game of life with not not the rest <laughs> I agree 100% and do you have any do you have any other tip I know you said you're about your um keeping all the mindset stuff do you have any other times where you feel like you're you've gone into a low level of confidence you know, that's happened maybe over a, over a week or a couple of weeks that you've really had to, you've got a technique to really pull yourself out of that place? Because it all yeah, takes a dive so and I, you are this oh personification God, yeah. of confidence. But, I, you know, as you say, I know you're so real about I have low days too and I think this is so important for women to know. But, you know, what what do you do to get yourself out of those those moments that we all invariably. I actually think it would be really weird to be a hundred percent confident all the time. Yeah. That would actually be <laughs> you wouldn't be human. No. Um, you're right. Of course I go through it. Um I so through COVID I actually gave it a name. I called it the Corona Coaster. So <laughs> it, was like, it was like the coronavirus yes. roller coaster that I felt yeah. like I wasn't in control of. Yes. And I actually allow myself to have the down days because I kind of feel like I'm a whole person and if I don't let myself have a down day and have a cry uh, and like sometimes I will purposely put on a sad movie that I know yes. I'll have a cry in just so I can get the tears <laughs> yes. out yep. because I find you feel great you afterwards. Yeah. and you just keep going you yeah. actually what will happen is the tears will come out at a really inappropriate moment because you didn't actually give yourself and honour yourself by having feeling all of these emotions. My husband loves him, but he does not like it when I'm down. And so he's always like trying to, you know, do a tap dance, shiny, greeting, yeah. what can I do? And I'm like, <laughs> what you can do is go and edit some stuff in yes. your little room and I'm going to watch this rom-com. Yes. And, yeah. 
he's like, and he's like, chicks are weird. Yes, like, why are. do you like crying? Yeah. And I'm like, it makes me feel better. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Otherwise, I find I have, I'm, I'm like, yeah, crying at eight o'clock in the morning because someone's won money on TV and I'm like a, a wreck, you know, it comes out at those weird exactly. times where you're just I, falling apart. I'd had a, a, a bad incident with trolling and I was thought I was okay and then I went to the kitchen and I made a cup of tea and I took a sip and I had accidentally made Earl Grey instead of English breakfast, burst into tears. <laughs> you know, like that sort of thing. Oh, <laughs> like, it is. It's... That's not crying about the tea. Yeah. You know, no. how about we address the real issue here? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great. And I so I look, this is and this is why we I knew and I, thank you for, you know, agreeing to be on this podcast because I sent you that email going, "Oh my god, you know, I don't even know whether she can is going to reply." And then you came straight back, but I love because this is you you are this amazing personification of confidence on our TV sets, but I, it's so so valuable for women to know that we're just it's just not like that all the time we're exactly the same as you confident women are exactly the same they've just got different skill sets to pull themselves yeah. out at the at the times that's needed or or you know working on those skills to be able to present differently or what have you so it's um it's great i love honesty and authenticity and just real women who are doing real life in the real world <laughs> talking about real things okay so on to our final rise women power questions that we ask every all of our guests i love power questions i know i know we finished this so we've got a little snapshot of sometimes our you know there's all sorts of different topics that we do but we love this little snapshot at the end so shelly what do you wish every woman knew you can do it. You just have to work hard. Yes. Yeah. There's no. There's no easy way. No. It's hard work, it and is. that's okay. And that is okay. Absolutely, yeah. it is okay, and it's and it's accessible because that's all it takes. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. Especially for confidence, not a gene pool that you missed out on. <laughs> that's what I'm yeah. Saying. <laughs> what is your superpower? I can say the alphabet backwards. Can you? How good's that? How long have you been able to do that for, Shelley? And so and that, why was that a focus for you? I know, it's a weird thing. It's actually I was a very sick kid. I had major bowel surgery when I was eight years old. Oh. And part of the physio to get well was I had to do a lot of walking, but it hurt to walk. Yes. So my papa rest his soul he's not with us anymore but his way of distracting me from the pain was like we're going to learn the alphabet backwards wow and it took months and I've never forgotten it and every time I say it I think about my papa and how much I miss him and how much I love him yes it's the neural pathway that's been burned into your your brain and that's and that's similar to what you were saying before about that like distract changing it to the right brain it probably distracted yes it's probably papa didn't i don't think he even knew that that's what he was doing but it worked maybe he did he was a very smart man that's a good party (laughs) that's a good party trick i'm sure you rolled rolled that out a few times (laughs) got a few drinks bought for you for for that yeah okay what about heels or flats and i know your answer to this if you say flats i'm i'm gonna dispute your authenticity so here's no but here's me being (laughs) truthful i am a heels girl i actually have my heels on display like oh i love that i love them same but since covid 
I find it hard to wear heels because I'm out of practice. I know. So my compromise, I tried flats and I even tried buying some really pretty flats and I just don't feel the same in them. So now wedges. Yes, wedges. Actually, I saw one of your photos the other day. I think for the Melbourne Cup, I think you were in wedges. Yeah. Normally, I'd wear heels. heels. Can you call them still? They're still heels. They're still heels, but they certainly don't hurt your feet as much. (laughs) Well, the heels that are sitting looking at me right now going, don't you love us anymore? I think there's a whole world of women who are going to start going back to work going, oh my goodness, like, where's my ballet flats in my handbag? Because these, these, I'm not going to make it through the day with these heels. But. Oh, awesome. Yes. But you have beautiful heels. I've seen many of them. And um, yes, I knew you were a heels girl, but you'll get back into it once we open up a bit. I will. Your favourite quote or rule to live by? So I mentioned it before. So it's definitely the five P's. Prior preparation prevents his poor performance. But I also love one that my friend Magdalena Rose um, always quotes. And it is, it's nice to be important, but it's important to be nice. Oh, I love that too. Yep. We yeah. need more nice in the world, more Absolutely. nice wherever it comes. And who inspires you and why? Um, I would say any woman who has an idea and then makes it freaking happen. Yes. Because you know what? Courageous. We've got so many people who are, I was going to do this, I was oh, going to do that. Don't, yep. do, be a, don't be a gunner, be a doer. So I, I just love women who turn their side hustle into a full-time business or – decide that they want to, you know, change their their life and they do it, whether it's losing weight or if it's changing careers or if it's leaving a bad relationship. I just like people who don't get stuck. They yeah. they power through. Yeah. Yeah, make stuff happen and just, yeah, yeah, the same. I, the gunners are just uninspiring. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> there's no action and they just start, yeah, they get stuck. But Oh, yeah, that's great. Okay, we'll finish this sentence, our last question for today. If I had even more confidence, and this might be a scary one for you to think of. I know, right? (laughs) Then I do now. Is your husband going, don't answer that question. If I had even more confidence than I do now, I would. What's on your to-do list? If I even had more confidence than I do now, I would worry that someone had slipped me crack cocaine. Should I go get tested? Is someone going to have to get me off the ceiling? I actually am very happy with my confidence. But I also understand that it has its ups and downs, but I have the tools to pick myself back up again. So right now I'm feeling great. If it if it was like this all the time, yeah, maybe someone's off their meds. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And I think I can safely say that I won't get anyone else who answers that question the same way. Like I think that's gonna be my that's gonna be the, the unique answer to that question throughout no matter how many podcasts we do but so here's what you need to do at the end of like the season of your podcast just do a short you know 10 minute where it's everyone's answers to the quick question oh great idea because i would listen to that over and over i would love that that's a great idea we actually we've got one coming up that we're going to do a recap because we're breaking for christmas so the last one before christmas we're going to do a re what what we learned but yes it would be um yeah great oh good idea shelly thank you for that take that always helping you're always helping (laughs) 
Well, look, you are always helping, and I want to really thank you for being uh, part of our uh, part of our podcast and on the episode today. As I said before, you are the personification of confidence. People will see you, know you, you know, especially our Australian listeners. And it's so great to be able to talk one on one and really hear your your techniques and your honesty and authenticity around confidence and it really helps to connect women that we're all in the same boat we're all doing the up and down what did you call it the the corona coaster coaster. we're (laughs) all on the corona coaster we all have these moments and it's just taking you know for women to learn these different techniques to be on the be on the ride and know how to change that around so I really appreciate you being with us today I've had an absolute blast it's been so much fun chatting to you. Awesome. And thank you to everyone for listening today. And remember, there are so many ways that we can help you become the confident woman you've always wanted to be. So please get in touch with us or visit risewomen.com because we want to ensure that confidence is every woman's new normal. And we do that by getting our programs and resources out to as many women as possible. So until next time, remember with confidence, anything is possible. Bye for now.